saluto a tutti What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC. All right, and we are fresh off another Fino alla fine moment. This one uh, going to Gattone. But uh, Rabio, the talk of the town, his man of the match performance also carried on into the post-match uh, with his social media post. So we're going to cover it all, you know. But this was uh, an insane finish to what was an absolutely dire, dire second half. And I guess you could say uh, the the whole game, really. But uh, at the end of the day, it all reads the same. Juve, top of the table right now. And we got a big one coming up at uh, the Maradona today. Look at it. Full house. Luca, Omer, Joey Cappuccino. Fellas, how are you all doing? Ready to rock? I, I was here yesterday, so I'm good. <laughs> you are ready to rock. Look at the shirt, hard rock. You're ready yeah, to rock. The Let's same go. Position I left today. the show yesterday. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Luca's rocking the nice classic, uh, old school original Lealta tea. I like that. He's ready to go. Joey with uh, looks like he's pouring a cup of tea with his Adidas <laughs> originals. <laughs> The coffee tastes a little bit better. Oh, okay, nice. Pull out oh, the espresso nice cup. All right, all right. There, there you go. There you go. Nice. Thought nice. You were British there for a second. Well, we got, uh, you know, a lot to talk about here, obviously. Uh, good character win coming in from Dom yesterday. Rabio had a monster game. Absolutely. Uh, how uh, fitting that was because Omar, who was with me on the pregame show yesterday, we spent a bit of time talking about Rabio needing to be the Rabio he was last season. And look at that. Uh, you asked oh, I'm for sure, it, you get it. I'm sure he listens to the podcast. No they way he heard do. what All of them. didn't hear you what know? he said. Monza does, apparently. We know this for a fact. <laughs> oh, Monza <Now>. does. <laughs> let's have some fun today, okay? So, starting lineup, you know, uh, Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Sandro. Sandro was the talk, okay, about this starting lineup. And we're going to get to that later. But I will just kind of say this, that he wasn't an issue uh, yesterday, okay, um, overall. But we'll still talk about that after when we get to it. Cambiasso, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Vlaovic, and Chiesa. I said leading up to this one, for me, I would have liked a little bit of a variance in the midfield. I didn't think we had to be so robust against Monza, especially if they were going to shut down the flanks, which is what they essentially tried to do. We had to play through the middle, but uh, overall, should have been enough to get through Monza. Luca, we had Omar on yesterday. What were your thoughts on the starting lineup? And then we'll get Joe's thoughts on starting lineup. Um, I was adamant that we should have had a little bit more changes, a little bit more rotation. I mean, aside Sandro, uh, I would have loved to see more younger. I, I'm happy, obviously, Nicolucci got to play, uh, but I think Costage could have maybe used the rest. Um, I think maybe McKenny could use the rest too. Uh, I don't think Locatelli should have seen the field at all. There's no re there's no reason reason to really force him. Um, but I mean, listen, he got the job done. So you know, looking back, no complaints. Yeah, there you go, Joey Cap. Your thoughts on that lineup? I mean, it was the same as everyone else's when I saw Sandro in the lineup. I was like, we're approaching 2024, and this guy is still in the lineup. But um, other than that, I was happy to see, like like Luca said, I was happy to see Hans in the lineup. Uh, I personally, I think I would have liked to have seen Miretti. I don't know if he's still struggling for fitness or, or what have you. 
but that's just a that's a personal pick. Costage <laughs> definitely could have used a rest, but other than that, no real complaints there. No surprises aside from Hans yeah. and Sandro, really. Absolutely. Now let's get to uh, let's get to the action, okay? And it's not going to take a long time to cover the action in this one, okay? A uh, little spoiler there. Eight minutes in, Kostic with a long ball forward to uh, Cambiasso, and uh, man, he hauls down my nemesis, okay? Because in a watch along, trying to say Kiriakopoulos a bunch of times was a nightmare, okay? Kiriakopoulos, Kopapopoulos, whatever. Uh, nightmare, but he gets called for the PK on hauling Cambiasso down. There were a few in the watch along thinking no pen because he probably wasn't going to have a play on that. But I'm like, guys, that's a that's a pretty easy call. Uh, you usually got to take someone out to dinner before you're going to maul them like that. But uh, here we go. All right. PK for uh, Juve. Now, we do have still a description. Overall, let's just get your thoughts on the officiating because... I felt for a while now, and not just UV games, but the refing is just so inconsistent in Syria and just a low, low level, in my personal opinion. What were your personal thoughts on the official in yesterday's game? Did you see some inconsistencies or anything, or did you think it was okay? I didn't think it was bad. Like, you can't blame the game result. Either team can blame the game result on, on the referee. Yeah. I think that by the rules, uh, the foul on Cambiasso might have been a red card. Ah, Should've we were going to get to that because Larbitro Nick gave us a but, beautiful write-up on that. Okay, I agree it shouldn't have been a red card very early in the game. It's not, you know, an aggressive foul. Uh, it is a foul. It is a penalty. But a red card would have ruined the game at yeah. that point. Um, but that was the only, you know instance that uh, we should talk about the rest was pretty similar i mean some inconsistencies with power calls and stuff but nothing serious yeah guys luca uh joe any uh inconsistencies anything he pretty much stayed out of it didn't he you know yeah yeah for the, for the most part yeah no. now going to omer's point with this uh call and potentially red so Labrador Nick, first of all, his thoughts on Fabri is uh, he's one of those referees who never has a great performance, okay? But he also doesn't cause issues. He doesn't cause issues most of the time. He's, he just does enough to stay out of controversy, and uh, but overall his performances are definitely not standout. So I've had an issue with consistency among Serie A refs. And uh, Labrador Nick says, I agree with Alberto. All our referees are shaky in Italy. Um, and probably only Orsato and Massa are the two world-class ones. In terms of the penalty kick, he says in this play, obviously, Cambiasso and Kiriakopoulos battling for the ball, okay, that is coming from a distance in the air. Both players are going side to side until Cambiasso turns, clearly gains position over the defender. So uh, I'm just going to say the Greek guy holding his arm and uh, Cambiasso and places another hand on his back. The two key considerations, which player has the advent the advantageous position? That's Cambiasso, right? Second is uh, the Greek guy holding Cambiasso back, not giving him an opportunity to play the ball. 
Then you got, uh, we may have differing opinions on whether or not this is a yes or no, basically. But there's certainly enough to support a foul call, especially when it's clear Cambiasso has position over the defender. This call is supportable. And Cambiasso definitely knew what he was doing in that moment. All right. As for um, the Greek guy being the last defender here, therefore, we need to start thinking about, is this uh, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity? Four considerations are, one, number of defenders that can intervene. There was nobody. Uh, two, distance to the goal. It's in the penalty area. Three, direction of play right in front of goal. Four, chance of attacker playing the ball. This last point is where you downgrade this play from denial of a goal-scoring opportunity to stopping a promising attack. The ball was far enough away from Cambiasso that his chance of making a play on it was slim. Now, as far as it thinking uh, penalty kick uh, for a red downgrades it to a yellow card, that only applies if a defender makes a genuine attempt to play the ball. Holding on to attacker with your hands is not considered an attempt to play the ball. Therefore, if it was red card, still would have been a red card. Okay, so he was very close, but obviously didn't hit the criteria to L'Arbitro Nick. So it all stands. It's all good. I'll take it. Eight minutes in. Vlaovic, let's go bury this. Oh no. Oh no. Di Gregorio making the stop. The rebound hammers back out to him quickly. And it's a little bit high. He's got to try and direct that over. Can't do it enough. And also stopped on the follow through. This thing goes out for a corner kick. Dushan. All right. So. We got to talk PKs, okay? Because everyone's saying he's... And even, like, here comes uh, Skanga here. Dushan is off the PK shooter list. And then you have a bunch of fans that say you have to keep going. Otherwise, you'll never get the... Uh, the uh, confidence back and going. Overall, Dusan Vlaovic is 21 out of 25, I believe. I may be mistaken there. But he has missed, what, three of his last uh, five? All right, so three of them coming within the last five PKs. Guys, off PKs, keep them going. What do you think? No, I don't think it's you know, such a dire situation that we have to change someone. It's not like a Jorginho who literally cost you a World Cup. <laughs> and hasn't changed the run-up, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah, you know? fine. He missed penalties. I, I wouldn't you know, cancel him and give it to someone else. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I get why people think you should. I, I wouldn't rule it out completely. I'll tell you what, Dushan, the next one you step up for, just go straight down the middle, man. Straight down the pipe. When you're in a funk, just hammer it straight down the pipe. Chances are keeper's going to dive out. But listen, this is how I feel. You should all, like, you know that in training, whatever, these guys have their shooters and they're practicing and everything like that. Switch it up. I would rotate. So if you're going in three for five, I actually think if you get a rotation in next man up, he steps up and it's his until he misses. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you keep it going. And I think that helps relieve that pressure. So it's not like you're okay. This guy went up now. He's got a bunch. Okay. He missed his. Now I can go up. And that's what honestly, a ton of the teams I play for. That's what we do. We have a rotation, a minimum of three that are the main guys. And you just rotate it when you miss next man up. And you don't think twice about it. And then you wait till your rotation comes back and you just keep rolling with it. I don't think we have to force anything. And Vlaovic, PKs, you're going to miss PKs. 
every player on the planet's going to miss PKs. Some of the best players in the world have missed PKs. <clears throat> I don't think it's a big thing, but I wouldn't mind a rotation. You know, that's just how I feel. Luca, agree with me or just keep going to the well with him? If his if his confidence wasn't so absolutely fragile, I'd say, you know, just put the next guy in and rotate it. But the guy has, he's like hot and cold every second week. You know, like we don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know when he's going to go through a funk and when he's going to be in the groove. So I say keep him just because we need him to score those goals. And you know what? I think it would just kill him if we took him off it. But that's my thought. I mean, it sucks that he's sensitive like that. You know what? And that's another thing. If it's going to kill him to take him off it, my God, man, you got to. That's an issue. That's yeah, like that's a that's, whole nother talking point whole there. Like thing. it can't, yeah, exactly. it just can't, you know. I mean, if he's not in the lineup, somebody else is stepping up to take it. So just just rotate it. It's three three misses out of five. Rotate it, rotate it for me, you know. I don't Who know. Who you guys putting? Who are you putting as a, as the second? Yeah, that was going to be my question. It's a, it's a PK it's and you're at level that level, football. man. Like, okay, I, it's a question, Omar. Answer it. Don't maybe Kiesa, <laughs> man. What, I don't like, care. I don't have an answer. PK? I would rather someone, <laughs> you know, who's calm in his personality. Danilo. I think those guys have the highest percentages. It could be Danilo. Um, I would even give it to Bremer. Okay, I, I'm going to draw the I don't, line. I don't no, mind no. anyone's taking this. We don't, don't mind see anyone. these guys. You got to see these guys take them in the training sessions to know who the top guys. Like, how many guys yeah. knew? Like, a lot of fans didn't realize how strong on PK's Benucci was when he was with us yeah. and whatnot. But in training, he was, and they knew he was one of the guys, if it came to, that could step up and take them and do it well. We don't know because we haven't seen these guys really take them, right? But, uh, Hey, I do say switch it up for the next one and uh, let's get it back in a, in a little bit of a rotation. Gattoni, I tell you what, man, this guy's got uh, grown men turning into cats so he could do whatever the hell he wants. All right, let's go. Now, let's keep it rolling, okay? Dushan misses it. We get the corner kick coming in here. Cavilia with a beautiful delivery on this one. And the crazy horse almost puts this one through the friggin' net with his header. Di Gregorio, no chance on this one. 1-0 one up Juve. Let's go, baby. Rabio was on one yesterday, to say the least, okay? So definitely listening to uh, the pre-match show there. 32nd uh, minute, okay? Corner flicked in by Alexandro falls to Gattoni, man, in front of the net. He stops it, and he just pokes this one up top. Looked like Skanga trying to finish from four yards out. Uh, not happening, unfortunately. That was one we should have really been burying there. Like, I get it, off balance, all this, but you got to find a way to put that home, man. For me, I'm like, it's got to go in the back of the net. You guys giving him a little leeway there, or are you with me? That's got to um go in. That's my boy. I'm defending him. I don't care. Come on. I mean, it's got to go in the back of the net, boys. I love Gatti. Nobody loves Gatti more yeah. than me. Come on. We need to. If it was a precursor to what happened shot. later, then that's totally yeah. Well, fine, I mean, you know? does Duzan put that in? That's the question. Probably he's on his strong left, left foot, probably. It. If he had to probably, settle it yeah. that way, on his strong foot, yeah, I, that's I, in the I back. I would bet against it. <laughs> that's in I the back. I wouldn't say. It's an easy shot. I mean, yeah, he was falling and that's the outside of the boot, but still, you, you got to put that in. I mean, that's 
as easier chances you're gonna get. Yeah, it's it's got it. It's got to go. Nonetheless, we don't get yeah. that one. Two minutes later, a little bit of a scramble off a ball that found uh, Vlaovic. He did well to trap it, uh, contain it, and then tried to feed it into the middle. It gets cleared out. Falls to Rabio who unleashes this thing okay but uh right along the carpet though and too close to Di Gregorio he does block it uh that's it for the first half essentially so that ends there second half I think we all knew what was coming okay uh <laughs> I don't think there's uh, any surprises here one nil and uh yeah there's not a whole lot to talk about Piscina had a good opportunity in the 74th minute uh just putting a left-footed shot uh, curling it uh around the goal there you know they were so toothless, so toothless, even though we were dropping so far back. I will say on the, everybody that was with me on the watch line, I almost literally nodded off because that second half was so bad. Okay. So bad. And we will talk about differences between inter and this game and whatnot, but it was brutal. That was an opportunity. And then 90th. Okay. 92nd minute. Carboni. With this cross, it does curl inside of Gatti. Mota makes the run. That freezes Chesney, and it goes in the back of the net. And I'm thinking, my God, here you go. Here you go. Here's the slap in the face. We got to talk about this goal because there was a lot of fans hard on Gatti on this one. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this one. And I'm going to start with Omar here on the goal. Your thoughts on this one. Are you hard on Gatti like some? Um, no, not that much. I mean, it's a confusing ball for both of them, and maybe a bit more communication. But we've seen this type of crosses, shots, going Sunday night more often than not. It's not something rare or a huge mistake that we should condemn him. I, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even angry with Rugani last week when everyone was, oh, he was the one that, uh, you know, he was the reason for Inter's goal. And I'm not blaming Gatti here nor Tech, just. You know the situation sucks. It happens, uh, but immediately was I was like, yeah, we deserve that. We just you know playing with fire, letting them control, not attacking, not pushing. And uh, when you let them roll around your area for forty minutes, eventually you're you're going to concede one way or yeah. the other. <clears throat> now, um, Joey, hard on Gatti. I mean, Omar took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, that's just what happens when you. Uh kind of invite that kind of pressure into your area for 40 minutes. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Gatti. I, I remember seeing stuff on the TL about blaming him on Twitter, but, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, I think Ant said it, it was just a calamity of errors, you know, a little bit of miscommunication that it, it happens. What are you going to do? Look, yeah. I, I will, if I have to blame someone, it, it probably should be Tech, not because he was awful, but he sees everyone. He should mm. be the one yelling to Gatti, leave it and go for it, and not, you know, leave it the chance and hoping Gatti will take it. Yeah, I don't know. Luca, your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a culmination of a lot of things. I think it's the 40 minutes of pressure. I think it's Keen, uh, who's a striker, not press, pressuring the ball, even though, you know, that's... He doesn't have to, but in this formation, this way we're playing, he has to. He can't let that come in. Um, I think it's Gatti not being certain of himself and, you know, doubting himself at the last minute. But after 40 minutes of pressure, I mean, 
listen, after so many years of having the likes of one of the best uh, center backs in the world, it's tough to go to these guys and expect them to do exactly the same. We're hard on our defenders. We always are. And you know what? All it takes is one moment of lapse in a 45-minute pressure zone, and that's it. And you're going to shit on them all game. You're not going to remember, you know, the sitter that that Vlaovic missed in the first half. No, you're going to remember this because this is what really cost us. And this is what people remember. So I think it's a culmination. I'm not going to blame Gatti. I think, yes, he's at fault, but it's, I'm not putting it all on him. Yeah. I mean, I the, feel the this way. So, blaming defenders thing is gotten, gotten a little out of hand because we idolize those huge defenders, those Baresis, Cannavaro, Maldini, but Chiellini was probably my second favorite player ever, and he had tons of mistakes when he was 23, 24. Exactly. There's no defender who doesn't have, so we don't need, you know, to go in hard on every young defender who makes some mistakes. Um, I hope he'll learn from it, and Allegri will point him in the right direction, but it wasn't that bad of a mistake like the one against Sassuolo, which was much more... Agreed. Right. I feel, yeah. I feel like this. So... I see the shouts for Gatti. I see the shouts for Moise Keane. And uh, to be honest, um, no, I don't feel that way at all. So I'm not going to go hard on an offensive player to do defensive work that deep in our territory. So I kind of give him a pass. But I mean, sure, we would like a little bit more there. Here's my blame. My blame is you have three players at that moment in the area, Okay. Three Monza players in Juve's area. We play with three center backs. We had two wing backs that were also dropping back. You have more than enough coverage there. Our midfielders were in the area as well, while Monza only had three players there. So if a player like Carboni cuts in on Keane, why the hell does he have that space to put in a ball like that because our midfield is in the area when they only have three players there. You can clamp down and you can shut down defensively, but it doesn't mean that you have to relieve all pressure that's on the other team and on the ball. You're still making it way too easy for them to throw things into the mixer like that, and you're asking for trouble. As far as his delivery, the ball was ridiculous, okay? So Gatti wasn't in a bad position at all. He had Mota right next to him. He's still trying to watch the ball in case he can make a play on it. It ended up being a hell of a curl, hell of a delivery, hell of a ball that split himself and Chesney. And Mota was there to freeze frame Tech. It's a perfect storm. But for me, there is no need, even if you want to clamp down and drop back, to just relieve yourself of pressuring the other team. So for me, it's just unacceptable. Like... I get closing out a game, but my God, man, you just gave them no respect. That's called giving your opposition no respect. And we got stung for it, okay? Stung for it. Now, two minutes left. Jesus Christ, could we have done this earlier in the game and just killed it off? Because Rabio <laughs> picks up the ball, plays a 1-2 give-and-go with McKinney. He's down on the byline, beats his man, feeds Gatti, who fucks up the first one. And luckily, it just sat there as if the football god said, Gattoli, here you go, redeem yourself, my son, and... Bam! Then he hammers it. He doesn't even take a chance. Absolutely laces the thing from like five yards out, okay? 
Te to Gagliardini, you fucking tool, okay? And uh, we get a Fino alla fine moment, but it doesn't come without a scare. Because Carboni <laughs> unleashes a freaking hit from like 30 oh, plus yards out that actually scared me. <laughs> really nice. So while I go from literally nodding off in the second half, the ending almost like it just, again... I talked about, oh, yeah, I'm just used to this clampdown style now. I can make it through, like, the ticker, the blood pressure. It's all fine. And then at the end, it's just like, boom. Okay. Scary, scary moment there, but we get through. It's 2-1, okay? The game's done. Top of the table. Look, a win's a win, okay? You got to take them any way you can get them. I still say there's a lot of positives around our team, but we definitely have work to do. And I think we can all agree on that. And we are going to tackle kind of what we saw in overview and everything. But I'm telling you, <clears throat> for me, with this play and everything, and the reason I say it's a disrespect to your opponents because they were toothless for a large amount of game. But if you look at the difference, because yes, second half against Inter was dire as well. Very, very drab. But the difference was that fight for possession. And that space allowed, like we were still tight to enter, even when trying to close it down through the second half, not giving them space, not giving them lanes. And still, you have to have that fight for the ball. That's the biggest thing I notice from that game to this one. So for me, we got too comfortable. And I think it might have been, well, you, you always say this because it's been happening for a while, even through last season, but you you hope it's a blessing in disguise that like, hey, snap out of it, you know, respect everyone. And Max is the king of respecting all his opponents and pressers. But you got to do it with your team on the pitch, too. And I think we dropped too far back. <laughs> your guys' thoughts on that? And do you agree with that difference between the Inter game and this one? And just general thoughts about uh, the game. Joe. Oh, okay, me first. Um yeah, I mean, like you said, Al, it was, it was definitely a, a second half to fall asleep to. You know, it, nothing uh, nothing really eventful until the last few minutes. Um, but going from going from Inter to this team, I honestly I was expecting a lot more out of the team. I was expecting more goals, um, just because. I mean, yeah, Monza had our number last year. Monza had our number last year. That's that's a given. But this is it's a new season, new team for the most part, and new mentality. I was expecting new things, um, but uh, all of my expectations aside, the the thing that I think was the the big thing for me was that this team showed a little bit more heart in the second half. They didn't they didn't give it up. They didn't give it up. And you look at the game last year against Monza where we're just absolutely defeated on, on all fronts mentally. That's the thing that I was looking at the most. So, yeah, that that's just uh, that's my two cents on that. Yeah. Omar? Yeah, another hurdle we jumped through. Um we actually managed to make it. I don't think we win that game uh, last season with uh, the mentality we had and everything. But there is something different in, you know, this Juve. Of, uh, I feel like the, the, 
the never say die attitude is is back a bit uh, you can see it on the way the players act on the pitch even when stuff don't work out it's just frustrating that when we want we can attack we could have attacked more so we could have gone for that second goal uh, we only chose to do that and we didn't pay for it this match great I take the three points and we leave but that's something that has to improve if you can attack and you can push them back because we again the, the goal we considered was mainly our fault we just allowed them to have that type of opportunity yeah and it happened against Villarreal. it happened in some other places and and we paid for it so i hope they learn from it but i'm skeptical but either way i mean we're juventino it's a goal in the 90th plus minute to win the game that's sick and that's what we love that's what we live for and that makes it all the more sweet and the win and notes on Gatti, that's his fourth goal, I believe. And his goals are important. He had one against Sporting, against Sevilla, I think one against Torino. And now a uh, winning goal. That's the third game in a row he avoids the yellow card that will keep him out of matches. So he is going to be there against Napoli, yep. which is surprising. I would have thought he would have missed Inter. Um, <laughs> But overall, the entire boring match was worth it for those final five minutes because I was yeah. over the moon. Yeah. Luca. I mean, the guys hit it on the nail here. I think uh, just going to build off what Omar said. It, the, team, the team is different from last year, and I applaud them for that. But I still worry in the sense that it took us, what, 30 seconds after the goal to equalize, and it took maybe four passes. I think this is, I'm not sure if this goes on the coach, on the staff, or on the players, but if, if, if we're that capable of doing it, why don't we continue to do that? Why don't we just sit back after two goals and not after one? I'm not, I'm not against and opposed the idea of defending a lead. You know, like that's what Max likes to do, fine. But why do we stop, like, why is it, okay, we missed a, a, lot, a boatload of chances in the first, but then attack it again. We went into that second half, not looking for a goal i didn't see any chance and it's extremely frustrating because max's first subs and they're always very repetitive are his two strikers he takes them out puts on two other fresh strikers yet we defend with two fresh strikers we're not attacking we're and they're and the characteristics that we're trying to use with these two strikers which is basically just the counter don't work with these two strikers i just i don't see the mentality of the team with the decisions that are being made by max some things are just not aligning and i'm really like i'm questioning whether something just the tiniest changes are needed to really bring us to the next level mentality wise infinitely better than last year and yeah. i applaud them for that mm -hmm. but besides that i mean i just i think he's still expecting this team to be the the you have old and i think he's sl slowly adjusting but it's too slow you only realize what he has in two years from now, which, you know what, yeah. it's, it's a couple of years short. I, for me, it's just, it's, it, there's a few things. So the substitutions that were made, like Danilo coming in to play in the midfield ahead of the defense, you then brought in Locatelli, you moved McKenny out uh, for Cambiasso there and whatnot. When they equalized, I'm going to be quite honest. I didn't have faith that any, like, I thought that's it. It's going to end there. There's only a couple minutes left. But even beyond, if, let's say, there was the full five minutes left, I wouldn't have, you know, 
that much faith in that kind of uh, lineup and everything and just because of how we played it's like it's very difficult you've literally sat back an entire half right so to just switch it on all of a sudden like we did well you know that's uh highly highly unlikely but the the moral of the story stands that one goal is fuck all in uh football it's it, it you know you can clamp down and everything and even when you want to do so the pressure needs to be there. You still have to fight for the ball. But I still don't think you should resort to that. This team is far too comfortable on one goal for my mm -hmm. liking. Okay? Like very comfortable. So comfortable to the point we were all in the area. Like that's way too comfortable for my liking. Okay? Now, I got to say on that goal that we scored... You know, in terms of saying, well, why didn't we do this earlier? Why didn't... Well, one of the things was they shut down the flanks brilliantly. Even in the first half where I think we were the better of the side and had a good first half. We shut down completely second half. But the double team never comes over to Rabio, So he plays the give and go with McKenney there on the flank. And then he cuts in. He's 1v1 with that player. And that didn't happen in the first half like at all. Like Monza, I think they got... I think they just fell apart because they equalized. And I think they had a moment where they got caught, where they were falling asleep after that big equalizer and that rush of adrenaline because they didn't come over with a double team. Rabio beats his man brilliantly and he tight ropes that end line. And then from there, it's all hands on deck and Gatti finds room and he's literally alone. Um, I think it was Cadirola that dives down to try and block the shot in front of him. But uh, there was space there to be had. But... I think, you know, combination of what happened with them, where their heads were at, and then a lapse defensively that they didn't really allow even in that first half. Nonetheless, I'll take it all day, every day, twice on Sunday, okay? Love it's it. Great. But it's great that Gatti was there because both Keen and Milik were out of position, and yeah, I, I don't get that. That always yeah. happens. I mean, it's the last chance of the game, you are two strikers. How is none of you in the middle of the area? Well, Keane was trailing. Post, so he... when Gatti mishits that and it sits there and pops up, Keane's the right there and he's probably getting to it. But he's taking a trailing run. I don't know where the hell Milik was going, okay? Uh, I can't explain that one. But it, 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 nonetheless, you know, it worked out. But I think we got a little bit lucky with some laps... Uh, defensive given the moment and what happened i feel like monza thought that was it and they equalized thankfully gatti and juve get it done because i found the only monza fan alive probably that uh, was coming at us on twitter yesterday okay so my god if his guy. prediction of one one would have come true can you imagine i wouldn't be able to show my face on twitter for probably at least two weeks if i had to take an l to a monza fan all right so wonderful stuff there but yeah, I think uh, a little too comfortable with just the one goal for my liking. But uh, in terms See, offensively about, and everything like that. He's talking about Monza predictions. He doesn't talk about our predictions. Only when he's right. When he gets the prediction right, then we have a 10-minute segment about it. But when I'm right with the prediction, you never even mention it. Yeah, you're right. You're bang on. You're bang on. Skanga came in on the watch-along to talk about his halftime lead prediction. For God's sake. So I don't want to hear about any of your predictions, all right? I get enough of this. Now, I got almost 100% right. If Dushan puts that PK in, then I'm 100% right. I said one from defense, Dushan, and 2-1 win. All right. Back padding right? moment now. It's over. Let's go. Cool. Keep it rolling. 
Man of the match. Everybody, drop it in here. Let's go. For me, it's clear cut. I mean, mm-hmm. it's I it's gotta be Adrian Rabiel, man. Fuck. It's gotta. It, it be. has to be, dude. Has, it to, has be. to be. Cover your ears, Lou. Cover your ears. If yeah. You're like no. easily, easily. Rabio. Actually, you know what, Lou? Don't cover your ears. I want you to hear this. Rabio had a good <laughs> game yesterday. He was all over the pitch. So drop your agenda now. All right, pal? No, he, he suspended he his agenda for 24 hours. He yeah. did, yeah. And he tweeted it. Not even Listen, message. Listen, uh, uh, you know, Rabio for me, man, like it's, it's easy in this one. This is uh, yeah. exactly what we were talking about literally in the pregame show that uh, Lou and I had a chat in the – uh, group chat and we were just talking about Rabio and like man he needs to be the Rabio last season for this team to really thrive and succeed because in the middle of the park is where we're not getting the help we need for the forwards for the flanks everywhere and that that's what we need consistently from Rabio and the reason is is because of the fact that he is a lock and a staple in the lineup so he just has to bring that game every single time. And if it takes an ex-inter piece of crap to fire him up to get that going for the rest of the year, then do it. Thank but you. I love his reaction to Gagliardini. That is absolutely beautiful. Gagliardini's an absolute tool, okay? You could take the player away from Inter, but you can't take the disgusting scumbag out of them, all right? That will always remain. Now... Speaking of lineups, has Max is Max going to get back into this comfort zone? Do you think with McKenny seeing the majority in the midfield, are we going to get ready for Locatelli, McKenny, and Rabio? And is Sandro going to start taking a bunch more minutes? What do we think, or is it just because we're in the lead up to that Napoli game? Oh no, I think McKenny is going back to the right flank the second he has another midfielder available. Mm-hmm. And just because he's Max, there is no logical reason to it beyond my understanding, but I'm willing to put money. He'll do that. Uh, me too. And, Mir- and Miretti will probably take his spot, or it's just and McKenny and Wea, whenever they play together, then McKenny will be in the center or on the flank. Sandro, <laughs> I mean, I just uh, we back. haven't. Ex- no, we, we haven't extended the talk about men of the match, but it's obviously Rabio. I will give a shout-out to Bremer, who's always top 2-3. Kostic actually did phenomenal defensive work, in my That's opinion, true. in this match. Yeah, attacking-wise, not so much, but defensively, he has improved mm-hmm. a lot from last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that helped, you know, overshadow Alexandro's performance. Yeah. It was just meh. It wasn't anything special. Um. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. I think Sandro will stay there for some reason. Like the Shilio is one of Max's boys. He likes them and they're probably yes men, so he likes playing them. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well what do you guys think? <laughs> Comfort zone for lineup though? Let's go. Sandro. Or just because it's ahead of Napoli. No, I, I No, I'm, I'm, he, I think he's actually gonna get more minutes as Yeah, hundred percent. Max he was good win. yesterday, yeah. I will say. He wasn't a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah like he needs that automatic saying, renewal. He hasn't been a problem, right? He hasn't, he hasn't, been, hasn't a problem. been a problem, but... Uh, he's not the solution. Still. <laughs> Against Monza. It's Monza, no, exactly. No, he, has, he yeah. has been a problem. He wasn't a problem yesterday. 
But that's the point. It's, it's until he's until we play Napoli and he slips in the last minute and and there is absolutely zero possibilities that I play Sandro against Napoli. Okay, I don't care if Chiesa has to take up that position. Sandro would not be playing for me. Like, okay, that's a little exaggerated, but like he cannot start against Napoli. Rugani's there. Danilo's coming it's back. Like, there's absolutely no way we should start Sandro against. Because there was a couple times Colpani easily had him beat for steps. His touch let him down on the dribble. Sandro managed to recover. But, man, he's... I I, I would not feel comfortable against Napoli. Absolutely Who do not. we have in defense? Who do we have it's... in defense then for that game? I'm just curious as to what everyone's thinking. Every, everyone's back. So what? what, what Nilo got a few minutes here yesterday, which is the right call to get him a few minutes coming back from injury. But I'm still not starting him in that game. For me, I'm going Rugani, Bremer, Gatti. I agree. That's what I would do. Max, I don't know if Max does it. He started signing. There is a lot of fans that feel the same way as Tony Trim here uh, with Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, and sitting Rugani and others are actually choosing Danilo to enter for Gatti. No, yeah, I'm going to tell no. you. I've seen that. Yeah, so <clears throat> nope. they're trying to find a way to get Danilo in there. And to be honest, I get it. And I think his ball movement could be used at the back. But right now, I just don't feel comfortable. And I probably just wait a little bit longer. And that's another thing why I didn't understand getting him those minutes and bringing him back, but putting him in the Regista spot to get those minutes. It's like, man, those are not the reps at the spot. I want you getting those reps. So that adds to me not wanting him back immediately in that mm -hmm. Napoli game. So for me, I would probably look at starting him in the follow-up to uh, Napoli against Genoa, to be honest. And that's where I'd look to start Danilo. Agree, I disagree? Agree. That's fair. No, that's, I honestly, that's fair. We, I was mm -hmm. talking about that was a big question in the group chat for the Empire State. So join your, uh, join your local club. But that was the, that was the big debate. It was like people were worried about Gatti versus, like some of the matchups, like Gatti versus Kavara, you know, like what, like would he get burned, stuff like that. So that was just, that was one of the main, things that we were talking about in that group chat so yeah. it's interesting to hear all those takes well if we look ahead to napoli they play a 4-3-3 mm -hmm. if cavara is going to be there i'm expecting the double team with uh um cambiaso most cambiaso. likely and gatti which is fine and we can push we can push on the other side through most likely costage okay mm -hmm. but uh yeah, I don't know. And then there's the shouts for just go four back now that he's back. And you got uh, your two center backs and then you got your outsides. I'm not ready for this team in a four back. Are any of you ready for this team in a four back? Not against Napoli. No, I just, I don't think that yes, we really have Napoli. the personnel for that. I'm with Omar. I think yes, but not this game. Like you don't switch it before a big game like that. No, no, this is not the time mm -hmm. to try new things against. The week after. The sure. game. I don't 
like yeah. our midfield for a four three three, to be honest. But uh, no, that's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. But let's yeah. solve the defense before we move to Cavilia. <laughs> Cavilia. So mixed reviews on his performance yesterday. Let's talk about Hasnikalusi Cavilia and what you guys thought of his game. Let's start with Luca on this one. I would not accept the absolute shit remarks that I'm hearing on the kid. This is his second game. This is his second start. I didn't get to mention anything on, on the post internet because I wasn't there for the, the podcast. But this kid just got thrown into the mixer, similar to Fagioli last year. And he's kept his composure. He has not, let's say, fumbled anything that's cost us. Sure, he's not been perfect. He made a little slip up here and there. Maybe fumble the ball and an interception, fine. But he never, he hasn't, for, for something who just got thrown in, he was absolutely calm, composed, and did what was demanded of him by our coach. Now, people are going to say, oh, he wasn't good enough. I didn't see him all game. People say the same thing about Locatelli. That's because of the position that Max asked them to play. He's not Locatelli, so you can't compare. And anytime we have Locatelli missing, you always hear the same complaints because Locatelli does something so sublime, so special that, you know what, it's hard to even compare. Now, yesterday, I think, I don't. I'm, I mean, fitness-wise, I don't understand why he's not getting 60 minutes in. I don't understand how he's not game fit for 90 minutes. That's a whole other separate conversation. But the kid did perfectly fine. He dished some beautiful balls. And that, that, that cross to Rabiot is set on a silver platter. So, yeah. you know what? I, I, I don't want to hear any negativity. The kid did his job. That's it. Yeah. I... Yeah, Guys, I'm, I'm going to let page. Omar and uh, Joe go on uh, Cavilia before I get into it. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I, I think he was fine. Wasn't overly flashy, but he got an assist. He had some nice passes. He was always in position. Never got, you know, dribbled past or anything. I, I think he did his job perfectly well, especially for someone who's playing his second game of the season he's a young dude he made the jump from Salernitana to Juve that's a big jump and I mean we gotta have patience with these guys we can't condemn them after every performance that they're not performing to the level we uh, he's not Lucatelli yeah of course he's not Lucatelli um not yet he might be one day but overall I think he had a great performance not man of the match performance but he did his job quietly and I'm happy with yeah joe same I mean, sentiments same same sort of sentiment you know he got an assist he looked good um second game so small sample size you know but over those two games not not too shabby you know what i mean like good like I mean, he's a young kid don't crucify him for for anything yet you know like still small sample size the thing that i was seeing the most online was like does he supplant Mocatelli in terms of the lineup I still think no but he is doing a good he's doing a good job he's doing a good job just keep like keep giving him reps keep giving him minutes we'll see what ends up happening with him but yeah still over the last two games good no complaints yeah and uh, <clears throat> it's something I've been saying for a while and not knocking the young guys, but kind of to the same sentiments here of, uh, 
fans think that these kids will do wonders, but they are far from being a complete player. Um, <clears throat> I've been saying that, you know, Medetti I'd like to see on a loan. I've been saying that Fagioli, while having a good season, a good showing last season, for me still has a lot, a lot to improve in his game, especially if we're talking about positioning and stuff. And it's not knocks on these guys, but when I'm asking for help in the midfield come January, okay, with a certain type of characteristics that we simply don't have, that's not a knock to any of our guys. It's just literally that, you know, for me, the young guys need to be integrated and grown. And I was hit with this uh, remark in terms of my feelings, saying that if we bring in better quality guys, that stunts the growth of the young players. I completely disagree. Completely disagree. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't matter if these young guys are starting or if they're getting minutes as substitutes. The minutes are what counts. What we can't have happen is if they simply just don't get any minutes at all, which you run the risk during a season where you're not playing in Europe, okay? But to say that that, just bringing in the raising the quality at Juventus won't help them. I don't think that's true whatsoever. If anything, it should help them because you have this situation happening right now at Juve where we want so much from these guys and we're looking at them to be saviors, which is wrong. It needs to be up to the top money guys, the higher quality guys to pull that weight. And when they're not doing it, we can't be looking at a Miretti. We can't be looking at a Fagioli. We can't be looking at a Hans Nicolucci Caviglia and expecting expecting them to just smash the walls. If it happens, that's a luxury. That's incredible. And kudos to the player. But to expect it for me is wrong. So I do not think it's going to stunt the growth. And even if we want to look back to one of the midfields everybody loves to talk about when you have Vidal, Pirlo, Marquisio, Pogba... Pogba was a young nobody that was a reject that came to us. But what allowed him to play his game in Excel was the quality around him. And those guys pulled the weight and he had the freedom to kind of have that ease. Quality, bringing in quality will not stunt the growth of these guys. It doesn't matter if they start or if they go in a rotation. But if they sit completely, yeah, that'll hurt them. But that's a separate discussion. But do you guys kind of agree with where I'm going here on this? Yeah, I don't oh, percent. Yeah. And I'm, I, I even want to say that I'm envious of some teams that do have the luxury and the patience with these type of players. When I look at Real Madrid, I mean, they buy players for three, four years into the future. They're not buying them to be stars now. And they don't care about... Uh, the media backlash and everyone criticizing them, they give them the chance and the time to grow. And eventually you get your Vinicius and your Rodrigo's and Valverde's because they didn't care about anything and they let them play. And that's something Juve has to have. We never, we can never know what would have happened with Kulusevsky, for example, because we knew he wouldn't get the minutes. If he didn't deliver, he'd be shipped out or benched. Um, so, yeah, and it's not like Barcelona, whose their main thing is playing youngsters from their academy. It's the patient with players who have a high ceiling, but it takes time to reach, uh, to reach that ceiling. And are we angry that Miretti, Fagioli, or Nicolucci are not Bellingham? Yeah, those are the type of players who excel immediately at the age of 20. Sorry, they're not these guys. They need time to grow. Yeah, yeah. 
Well said. Um, anything to add, uh, Luca? Joe? I, um, I, I, hope, I hope we see more of the kid. That, that's all I'm really hoping mm -hmm. for. And people are going to crucify me for that because they think, yeah, Locatelli, and I agree, Locatelli is still the superior midfielder in that position. But that said, seeing how he's been composed, and I think we still haven't seen the best of him because going moving him more forward might actually allow us to see the best of him. I think he's earned a few more minutes. I think, you know, everywhere we play Genoa and we're up by one or two. I think Rabiot could use a little rest, you know, like that's probably my only gripe and demand now is that Max finds a way to integrate him more and rest some guys, you know, like I have no problem with Locatelli playing 70 minutes, 75 minutes, give him the rest, you know, like Meretti's still not fit. I'm, I'm fine with the invert of bringing Cambiaso in and pushing McKenny out. That's working fine for now. But, you know, as time goes on and maybe Cambiaso switches sides, we don't know wh where and who and why we're going to where we're going to play in that midfield. So, you know what? I just hope and I think he's deserved extra minutes. And I really I, that's all I really I, hope for right now. I want to say this with Caviglia yesterday. Um, what I wanted to see this is not a knock on him. I think it's just circumstances, but I wanted to see him more comfortable to take the reins on the ball because he was so quick to find that outlet and whatnot that I think he was kind of hindering himself. And I don't know if that's just because they want him to just ease in and not put too much on him and say, hey, just find the quick option, distribute whatnot. But I'm pretty, like, I think he's capable of much more. I think he's capable of much more. I will add, um, I was worried when we sold Rovella that we were all worried that there is no substitute for Loca in that position. Mm -hmm. I'm far less worried now and seeing how Rovella is doing this season, I'm okay with the choice they made. Well, this is the perfect segue Same. into what I want to get to, which is it's Jeff with an X says, Nika Lucy should be the one playing there so Locatelli can go Metzala. Guys, we got to get into this because this comes up a lot. And I said, when I saw him play that way against Inter, and I know he kept it very, very safe, and he played a very, very, uh, you know, quick distribution game and just uh, simple, very, very simple. But <clears throat> I think it's fair to say he has presented Max with the option to try to use Locatelli in one of those Metzala roles. I personally have always seen Locatelli as a two-man pivot midfielder. It's not to say he can't play as a Metzala. Obviously, he has and he can. But is it going to be game-breaking for Juventus? I think it's worth a shot because if we're talking about 4-3-3s and 4-2-3-1s, this to me seems a much more logical and a much more realistic and simple tweak that might help us a lot because we need help in the midfield of supporting the attack, supporting the flanks. Miretti does, positionally, Miretti is unreal at finding the mm -hmm. space, finding the pockets of space and everything. But I think we can all agree that end product is what brings that rating down. But Locatelli, it's worth a shot. In my opinion, it's it's worth a shot, guys. What do you think about trying this? Well, obviously not against Napoli, but uh, I, I don't mm. mind trying it. Yeah, I think the toughest Genoa. test has already been faced with Inter. To be honest, 
if Hans I, yeah. did it against Inter, I would honestly not fear yeah, but doing it against it's, Napoli. It's, it's but that match would either be keeping up with Inter or keeping the top spot ahead of Inter. So I wouldn't go trying anything that hasn't been tried yet so far this season. What we're doing is providing results and is working. So not against Napoli. With a well-drilled yeah. midfield that's been working together for some time, I wouldn't try new things. But going forward, yeah, definitely. More options. Well-drilled midfield better than Inter's midfield? Um, might be. I would say no. And they're less they, convincing than Inter is this season. Under, under Spalletti, yes. Now that they have the managerial change, it might be different. But nevertheless... Well, this is what I'm saying. The Grisa, fear for me was Inter. Zelinski. The fear for me was Inter. But we didn't try that against Inter. That. Yeah, I think it's PTSD that from Inter. that last Napoli, uh, from the Napoli beatdown. I think that's kind of weighing on everybody's mind. And we should probably talk about that too, but I'm not really oh, we that will. concerned. Next week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't start mm. it. Don't forget, Lucas yeah. not fit yet. He still had pain yesterday. That was reported by Max. So for me, it's a question of, do we throw him into the fire just to try to beat Napoli when, you know, we have a mid three that could work just fine without uh, extending Lucas' injury? Like, Look, if I knew Lucatelli is a different player when he plays Metzala, then I might have said yes. But yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen him play Metzala enough to be mm -hmm. convenient with him starting that match and just putting Cavillia at the number six role. That said, I agree with Al. I still think that one of them uh, maybe more so locatelli but i think there's a possibility for them to rotate in that like you know if one steps up the other one can definitely play the other role i don't think one should be locked down but the fact that they're both able it it, mm -hmm. it opens up a lot and it, it, to me it opens up a lot of opportunities and i was never worried when Ravella left for the record because we got to think about this we got to think about this if we're saying that locatelli is not 100 percent, that means that hans cavilli is going to be playing anyways okay so I expect it. So he's gonna if play we have anyways. To play him, then we have if, to play him. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, story. okay, but yeah, but listen, much. listen to this. If Cavilli okay. is gonna play anyways, is Locatelli not a step up from having McKenny as your one Metzala? It's probably again, yes. I can't say hundred percent guarantee. I, I would say yeah because would McKenny yeah. would stay as your right wing back, where in my opinion he's been way more effective. And I would oh, yeah. trust him yeah. to help shut down Cavara more than I yes. would Cambiasso yes. and Gatti, to be 100% honest. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I, can, I can agree with that, yeah. But, but and this, this is my worry, and I don't know why Lou brought this up yesterday. Apparently, you know, Nicolucci doesn't have 90 minutes in him, which is shocking to me. But, I mean. No, he no, doesn't. He's got know. 90. Come on. Thing. He has right 23. It's he twice has guys are full of piss and vinegar, man. It's not like me out there. Come on. These guys, you young bucks like you guys. Yeah. Let's go. 90 minutes, whatever. That's what whatever. you expect, right? Like, that's my thought. Listen. No, but that, but that's play, downplaying Lucatelli's contribution in the number six role. I mean, he does phenomenal work and we praise yeah. him multiple don't times. Really I don't do. think Cavillia yeah. can 100% step, step in and we wouldn't feel any different. And if we got pressed by Monza, then we're going to be double-pressed by Napoli, and I want my best mm -hmm. defensive midfielder out there. Which is Loka. Yeah. Yeah. But going that forward, is... no issues. I, I would gladly try yeah. it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
that's interesting, that's interesting, interesting, you guys. Well, I we got to get into this. We are close to Storm the Barn session. Everybody get the likes up, okay? Subscribe, obviously, if you haven't already. And if you're tuning in on audio outlets, what the hell are you waiting for to get over to YouTube, okay? And subscribe. Let's go. Now, obviously, Inter, Napoli, big game at the Meradona. First of all, we are top spot. We're top spot by one point. Now, do we end up, after that game, being tied for top spot? Will we be in second spot? Or will we remain in top spot? What do you think before we get into us and Napoli? Luca? Uh, I, think, I, think, I think they draw, honestly. All right. I think... I, 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 both teams just came out of like a a, a very, I'm not gonna say positive week uh, week in the Champions League. Obviously, Inter have the uh, upper hand with that comeback, but I think Napoli are in fair form. I don't know. It's a tough one. Interesting, Omar. Where will we be? So Luca says we're gonna be tied for top spot. I'm putting my money on Napoli. Um, in this match. Not know why, just the general feeling. I have no indication or, you know, any real reason to believe that. Um, but I'm putting my money on Napoli. But Inter could definitely win it. Yeah. I think we'll be at the top at the end of this round of games. So he says we remain. Remain. So we have one level, one remaining. Joey Cappuccino, what do you think? <laughs> <clears throat> I think Napoli can. I think Napoli can take it to Inter. I think Napoli can do it. I think that will. Well, very important we'll, is we'll Osimhen playing or not. Yeah, that, that's the major question. He's fit to start, mm -hmm. but does he's fit to okay start either way? Now, Inter Napoli draw from Tony Trim, uh, remain from LJJ. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna stick with my prediction off the Calcio review. And for everybody who's looking for just Serie A coverage, I'm running that now. I would appreciate some subs. Check it out. I'm sticking with that one, and I called Napoli to win a 2-1 game. And uh, I'm going to stick with that, and I think uh, they will do it. I know that uh, the loss to Real Madrid can be looked at a certain way, but I actually think they can hold their heads up high, even mm -hmm. in that defeat, based on how they played at the Bernabeu. And that they had chances. It could have gone the uh, other way. Um, at least remain tight because it did. They pulled away, you know, after. But uh, I think there's a lot to be said, even in that defeat. This team can still strike fear in opponents when it comes to scoring goals, and uh, mm -hmm. they don't lose that. And when you play Inter, they're gonna have opportunities to hurt Inter. And I, as far as I know, even with the back line, um, it's gonna be for Inter. Napoli can exploit that. I think so. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting game. And I think it's going to be tight. But uh, at the Meradona, new coach, which I think is going to give them that freedom to go back to what they were trying to do with Spalletti, not try to change so much, not try to be this big guy immediately uh, from the get-go. Like Rudy Garcia just seemed like he tried to come in here, rah, 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 and... The guy's a shit show. It was a shit show. But to be honest, it was a lot of execution from their players. This team can bag goals with the best of them on their day. I think it's going to be a hell of a match to watch. I think we remain in top spot. 
now. Storm the barn, get your questions in. My last one is, with this Napoli one coming up, what kind of game, just what kind of game? We don't need to get too in-depth, obviously, right now, but what kind of game do you think it's going to be? Do you think, like, and this is why I always say, I don't agree with our style, but I understand it and why Max would do it because I don't like our side getting into an offensive shootout with anyone, okay? I don't like it. I don't think we would keep up. So I, I understand playing in this manner, but I do not like being so comfortable on one goal. But I do understand the methodical approach, not sending crazy numbers and not like going nuts to try and get 30 chances a game or not. I understand that with this team, not leaving yourself wide open, but I just don't like how comfortable we are on one goal leads. But I think it's, you know, the PTSD of what Napoli did to us in one of those showings last year. I think it's a blackout. And I think what we said a lot earlier, and Luca hit the nail on the head here with the mentality of this team is completely different. I think everybody's bought in, at least to what they're trying to do, which is one of the main things. But we're grinding and we're fighting through. And I think this team's got just a lot more you know, guts and balls to them than they did last season. They seem very fragile to me Mm -hmm. because I think we could say that moment yesterday, last season simply ends in a very mush one, one and we're all left fucking crumbling pissed at the team and whatever, but they fought through, they showed heart and they got after it and they found something in two minutes. I don't think that could be understated. And I think everybody's bought into what they're trying to do. We hear the talk about titles, okay? Scudetto. Gatti said they had the discussion in the locker room about Scudetto. I've been saying it. Don't worry about what Max says. Let Max be Max. This team is going after it, okay? They're going after it. And if this is the way they believe they have to get after it, I'm with it. And right now, hey, it is what it is. Don't sit on one goal leads though, okay? But I think it's going to be a tight game with Napoli. I, I think the one thing we could fall back on is we're going to be tough for teams to crack. Inter is the top leading uh, team for goals. And we proved tough for them to crack. In the end, it was just a mistake on our end. But guys, do you think it's going to be tight? Do you have this fear that it could get away from Juventus? Omar? That, that what could get away from Juventus? The, the game? The title? The game. Do you think the game game against Napoli can get away from Juve and maybe turn ugly like one of those fixtures last season? I don't think it will be as bad as last season, even if we lose the match. Uh, That was a complete crumble. But there are two things here. One, the defense is far better than last season. I mean, even yesterday with all of Monza's possession, I can barely remember any shot from inside the area. Everyone was well positioned. Everyone was covering well for each other. We were monsters in the air. We didn't allow anything and just misunderstood goal, misunderstanding between the players. So the defense has improved massively from last season, just the the understanding between them. And even the feeling in the locker room, you know, behind the scenes, when you hear about Rugani throwing his gloves at the ground, getting angry, yelling, this is not how you win a championship. Max going to... Landucci and telling him I'll punch you in the face or something. I, I have no idea what he means, but there is some 
different vibe when when we have players in the locker room right now that wants to be here the leaders the big guys they said it in interviews and they play like that on the field Danilo it's Vlahovic it's Chiesa even Sandro it's Rabio those guys are not Bonucci are not Di Maria or Paredes who are here to collect paychecks and when things go sour they are the first one to to put their head in the ground and not be held accountable and that's gone that's out the window now and you can literally feel it in the team and yeah. that that I believe will help us win against Napoli next week and maintain that first spot and and also I love to see it it's even yeah. Rabio playing the, the classy way and not you know celebrating in the face of Gagliardini <sighs> this game literally turned everyone into cycles by the end okay we found out that yeah. uh landucci's in an abusive relationship with max we had rugani throwing his gloves down one of the most calm tame guys i've probably ever seen you know like it, it it's crazy it's crazy but they're getting after it they 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 want it they they believe in it it's something it's, is it's different close. but Do this something's different what's that do you feel that too that something is different mentally absolutely we've we've been saying it for a while that the dynamic around the team feels way different than it did last year it's not that they're just saying things and that they're empty it you actually feel it behind it but you see it something has changed or someone has changed in the locker room that has brought them together i I have zero doubts about that, okay? Not just someone, but maybe there was a couple, okay? <clears throat> but uh, I believe in it. And I don't think this Napoli game is going to get away from Juventus whatsoever. We're going to be tough to crack. It's going to be a tight game. Luca. And they do, do have, they that... do have a must-win game in the Champions League right after I think us. I know what answer I'm going to get from Luca because uh, the famous quote, I fear Monza, that uh, we had to make public <laughs> yesterday. That's what started it all with the Monza fan. But Luca, so dramatic as always. I love those prediction vids uh, that we go. You guys got to check them out when we do them. It's, it's just class. Sometimes we rib each other. But Luca, thoughts on Napoli? Do you think it's going to get away from Juve? Think we're going to be tight? It's, it's a different beast from Monza. I mean, I'm, I'm, I look at uh, Napoli and I think similar to the Inter game, I'm like, in my mind, the players looked at Inter and saw a squad that's, you know, fighting to win this league. They're looking at one of the best teams, best Inter sides in a few years. So they knew, and you heard it in Rabiot's post-match, you know, they knew this was going to be a tough game. And to come out of that with, uh, with I guess, some sort of positives, I mean, I still think we could have won that game, but the fact that we didn't, you know, like crumble, that says a lot about this team. And I think going to Napoli, their fear was, the only fear is, you know, can we do what we did against Inter, but not, you know, concede and keep it tight at the back. So I, I, I don't I don't worry as much because obviously with Monza, we knew we were going to sit back and we knew it would be something silly. With Napoli, I think the mindset will be different. I think going into it will be a little bit sharper knowing that we played Inter and knowing what happened at Monza. I have more, I have more faith. I still think it's gonna be a tight game and I still think it might be, you know, like, you know, 20 minutes of just parking the bus, but you know what, if that's what it takes to get the three points, like you said, I, I don't love yeah. this mentality and this, this strategy, but I understand it against a team like Napoli. We're not going to outscore them. It's not going to be a shootout in who scores yeah. the most goals. 
Yeah. But they do have a worse defense than Inter has. This they have a worse defense. They're yes, leaking a bunch of do. goals. And the other thing is, it's in our house, baby. It's in our house. And I like that much, much better than, uh, you know, the feelings away from home and whatnot. But I would still feel okay like it won't get away from us. Joe, quickly, before we get to Storm the Barn, your thoughts? It's going to be a tight game. Uh, like everybody said, I don't necessarily like the the style that we're going to be playing. I just don't want us to get complacent and lose that <laughs> concentration and have it turn into, like, look, once they get one opportunity, then the floodgates open. That's what I don't want to see happen. So yeah. if we need to, you know, be on the edge of our seats for the entire game with them raining down shots and we, we had that one opportunity, I will take it. I will take yeah. that. I think that's probably how it's going. <clears throat> and, you know, the thing is, is that uh, Juve, with, uh, when it's level, okay, and the games kick off, we're right in there. We're right in there with the best of them. We're playing. We're pressing for the ball. We're trying to get the ball back. We're defending sometimes in numbers still, but we get the ball and we are pushing forward. We are trying to get uh, that goal and whatnot. For me, it's just like keep with that until, you know, it's a second goal or just keep with that even if you're trying to close out a game. It, it's just... Uh, we, we're way too comfortable with one goal for my liking. That's all. But we can... We, we're fully capable when these games kick off. We get after it. We go after these these goals. We've scored quite a few um, at the start of games. A couple of other things to keep in mind is that the numbers are still strong in terms of big chance. Uh, yesterday's another one. Three big chances created. Three big mm -hmm. chances missed. We have the most big chances missed in the league. Okay, um, And shots inside the area drastically improved from last season as how many opportunities we get inside the area. Like there are some numbers there that when this team applies itself and plays and the games are level, we're, we're, we're generating. We are in fact generating. It may not look pretty, but we're getting the chances. Storm the barn. Do we extend Rabio? I have to say at the beginning of the season, I said no chance and let him walk after last season. And now this season so far, I am open to a one year extension. Thoughts? Who wants to start us off on Rabio? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, probably same answer as last year, since we're not getting any money anyway, and replacing him with someone better or who's an upgrade would be difficult or expensive. Uh, I have no issues with extending him. If he keeps playing the way he does now, the way he did yesterday, then I'm all good. No need for anyone else, you know, to replace him. To strengthening the midfield is a different story, but Rabio is not the one that should be replaced in this midfield right now. Yeah. Joe? But uh, uh, salary questions and stuff, I mean, that's always there. Yeah. the Like Omer just said, the salary, salary questions, I mean, I think he's earned it. I think he's earned an extension. I see no problem with that whatsoever. Oh, and just an aside, Tony Trim, if the game for Napoli wasn't on Friday, I would be there at Legends, but I will not be there. So, sorry about that. But, yeah. Yeah, let's keep this to the DM, boys. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Luca. <laughs> um, for me, the, the big deciding factor is Max. Um, there's finances to discuss here, yes, because Rabiot is not cheap. 
And obviously, as Omar said, replacing him will not be easy. So I got faith in Gentoli on that aspect. But if Max isn't around, I think the discussion needs to be had of uh, just selling Rabiot and trying to make some sort of money off him or if we can make any money because he's on a one year. But anyways, I think the best we've seen of Rabiot is with Max and Max gets the best out of him because that's his kind of player in this formation. Lose that and I think it's not worth keeping him. That's my thought. I think it's exactly the type of player Conte would like. I don't want Conte. <clears throat> my thoughts on... Uh, Homer's right though. Rabio yeah, here. Right. Wait, this is not like I'm not answering this question right now. That's kind of how I feel. Like you, you, I can't. I'm kind of done with making certain decisions on positions or players that are kind of on the fence. Because if we're asking about it, it means that there could be some room for doubt, right? I want to know what our option outside of Rabio is. Like, what's the alternative? right because if all of a sudden it's like a technically gifted midfielder that's very offensive minded well maybe i'm down with bringing up the technical quality in our midfield however however who else is staying because there is a position there is a spot for a guy like rabio that plays the role that he does but there isn't a spot for more than that so then we start looking at, are we keeping McKenney as a right wing back or are we keeping him as a midfielder? Because mm. that's what I start to look at. If we're keeping him as a midfielder, I like it's nothing against the guy, but one, you're yeah, behind no. to Rabio always for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will prefer Rabio over McKenney for that role. If we bring in a technically offensive mind gifted midfielder, that spot, that eight is on lockdown, okay? Then you have your defensive midfielder. Locatelli's got that locked down. Caviglia can provide cover here and there. Miretti, I believe, needs a loan. Fagioli comes back. He is that follow-up to this talented guy, and he can be battling for a starting position there, right? Mm -hmm. If you move... McKenny or whatnot if we find some other answers yeah then i'm okay and i'm open to i'm definitely open to keeping rabio but it really depends on everything else and what the options are and what we're looking to do but at one year extension yeah i i have no problems i i probably have i probably will have no problems by season's end but all i know is yesterday was like miles ahead of what we've gotten a lot this season Okay, Agreed. I know that there were some fans saying since he's been wearing the armband, they've noticed this. I haven't really felt that. Okay, no. but yesterday, yeah, yesterday, that's the Adrian Rabio we need because we need influence from the midfield, big time. Mm -hmm. So big time. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. We got two coming in from archaeology. Why does Vlaovic always get a pass from Juve fan? I don't know if he was getting any passes yesterday. Oh. No, not really. Eesh. If that's no. a pass, if that's a pass, I'll take the heat gladly, okay? Because uh, he's been getting ripped for quite some time. I, w I don't think he gets a pass, um, personally, to be honest. I don't necessarily feel that way, but I think it's trying to keep all things level. While I've uh, everybody that watches the show, you guys, you all know where I stand with Lovic. I've been saying, 
while I agree that opportunities may not be as plentiful as he needs to kind of get in rhythm, get going and whatnot, he still has, you know, five, six big chances missed to his name. Um, PK's three misses out of the last five, like always, always questioning the mentality. You know what I mean? And for me, on that money, you got to be the guy. And all the rest becomes excuses. It really does. And while I can agree, sure, playing style, some of this and that, whatever, it's really all noise. Because if you're making that kind of money, you just need to you need to suck it up and you need to get the job done no matter what system you're playing in, what role, whatever. It just, you, you got to get it going. You, you just can't uh, sit around, sulk and piss and moan, whatever. So for me... I've actually not really been giving him a pass and saying what he brought against Inter, he needs to do so consistently. Do you guys felt did you, do you guys feel that he did that yesterday? Cuz for me, I think there was a definite drop off from the Inter game from him personally, individually. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, there's been a drop off. Um I think a lot of it has to do with the rain, which made it a lot harder to, you know, keep the ball it's harder to play we suffered that against bologna and we could barely manage two passes the team wasn't ready to play that way um but i, I will answer the, the question why is he getting a pass for me there are three reasons one i want to see him again uh, under a different manager two um when he's when you have 60 40 uh, percent possession or less i mean and what he does for most of the game statistically is rather defend then actually be on the ball and trying to play, then I can't completely blame him, although we can do better. And the third option, the third reason is he's a young striker. Those type of guys, those type of players peak at 27, 28. And if we lose him now, I believe we regret it when he becomes 27 and plays for a different club. Then we'll say, oh, we should have kept him. That's, that's my belief. Um, I might be wrong, but those are the reasons why I sort of give him a pass. But they hmm. do criticize him a lot. Hmm. Joe, Luca. No, the Omar Omar said it really, really well. I mean, when you defend for most of a game, uh, it's kind of hard to do what your position requires of you, and that's to you know attack. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he's he's really getting a pass. You know, it's like there's no. There's no one answer. Like, yeah, he's missed big chances. That needs to be said. He hasn't been focused, as focused as we all would like. Yes, there was a drop-off versus Inter, too. <laughs> I mean, the the guy celebrated, like, three separate different ways versus Inter because that's how starved he is in this system. Um, it, it's It's complicated. It's a complicated thing that I don't, I don't think that we'll ever fully understand because we're not the ones in training. We're not. We just see what happens on the field. But I don't think that he's really getting a pass. Hmm, Luca. I see what everyone's saying in the sense that none of us really gave him a pass. So like a lot of us in our team just dump on him, and we see it on the the feed too. But I think the value to this question is. You know, some people do give him a pass. And I think the reasoning is pretty simple. And Omar nailed a few of them. 
my thought is just the amount of service he gets. Like he doesn't get much, so we kind of feel bad for him when he misses just the one. And he's and then there's the idea that he's young, and you know he's still he's still coming up, and he's still got so much on his shoulders. So I think that's why he gets a pass. But I don't I don't necessarily see him getting a pass from many people. I think it's maybe a one percent that's letting it slide. And that had nine other percent is shitting on him. So <laughs> I'm going to go with a little bit of a kind of example. And I'm going to use Sule as this example. Because Sule, while with Juventus, um, we could all agree needed to go. He needed to go get minutes and place. He didn't have confidence. He could barely hit target with a shot with any kind of steam on it. Um and it's like, man, like he needed to pick it up. That was clear. It's different when you're playing at a Fiorentina. It's different when you're playing at a Frosinone. It's different. You know why? Everything that we always talk about. Amici di nessuno. Teams, players, goalkeepers that are nobodies raise their level every time Juve is in town or they go to play Juventus. It is like their trophy to defeat Juventus. It doesn't matter about the names Vlaovic faces in the league with Fiorentina and whatnot. It is a different beast when you face them with Juventus. The pressure is on. The teams play you differently. That space isn't there. They approach those teams with less fear. But it's just it's just different. It's not the same. And that's why I say, like, I think back to guys that played for Juventus up top and nobody was bitching about how many opportunities. Some games you play, you only get one. And you got to make the most of it. And you got to shake it off. You can't piss and moan that, oh, I used to get four shots uh, with Fiorentina. That's because it was a wide-open game because nobody gave a shit. They weren't, well, there was no fair, fear. There was not, not this the trophy one. matchup to play against Fiorentina. But to be fair, he's not the one saying it. We're the one saying it. He's not I will say. Th- I will say this also. I think it's a little bit of a disillusion to say he's not getting as many chances because it's not as drastic a gap as people make it out to be. For the minutes played versus in comparison, he's actually not far off in opportunities. It's not uh, it's that something that's it's not, not something that drastic a difference. That's not exclusive to Vlahovic. Keen and uh, Milik have to deal with the same issue, yeah. even Chiesa. So that's not mm-hmm. something to say only Vlahovic doesn't get service they all have to defend for most of the times they're on the pitch fine that's allegri we know that and um, but he's not complaining i mean we are the ones saying he's not getting any service he hasn't exactly. talked about it he hasn't said anything yeah but i don't think and he's getting yeah a pass. am i shocked am i shocked that Frosinone's best attacker is not Juve's best attacker no it's a different playing field it's a different game different standards and yeah you're absolutely correct that for winning Juve for those teams is the highlight of their season. Winning yep. against Juve, and that's what they aim for, and that's when they bring their A game. Um, but I still think he's relatively young, and we already paid for him. He wants to be here. Uh, I want to see him at his peak at Juve and not be, you know, another delict. I would love to see that too. I just, like I said, I think uh, 
I think patience. when fans patience have players, I think when fans have players that they're rooting for so much that I think we are quicker to come up with reasons for these guys when they're not even making reasons themselves, like Omer mm. kind of highlighted too. It just comes down to you're making the money. You're the big guy. You got to walk the walk. You got to walk the walk, whether it goes good or bad. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Would you be happy with second place and winning Copa Italia with the players that we have? Generally, yes. But as a Juve fan, I mean, not winning the Scudetto or finishing second behind Inter wouldn't make me happy. But considering everything, that's a good progress from the past three seasons. It's an easy answer for me, and the answer is yes, because what I my expectations were us to be in the top two fighting for the title. If we go through the season, even if we don't get that title, but we fought for it until the end, that is exactly what I wanted and expected out of this team and roster. Copitalia, beautiful, beautiful. Any trophy, I will gladly accept. That's my feelings, but I absolutely do not want to finish second to those pieces of shit. Luca. <laughs> Oh, no, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, uh, a, a trophy is an improvement on last season. And I think that's essentially what we're looking for here right now. Um, if we finish second and didn't win a trophy, completely different situation. But, you know, you hit it on the head. If it's, if it's one of the two, definitely take the league. But if it's going to be second place in the league and we still get some, a trophy somewhere, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Joe? Personally, I want the Scudetto, but that scenario is totally fine with me. Amen to that. I would take it. We all want the Scudetto, of course. Of course. And I believe uh, I believe 39 is loading. I believe it's loading. Now, we had a couple, uh, couple other ones. Uh, so I see that one here. Would you guys be okay with Colpani, loan with obligation, and Bernardeschi coming in for the winter? So real quick on this one, Luca, are you okay with Copani loan with obligation and Bernardeschi returning? I'm not sold on Copani just yet. Uh, maybe that's just me. I feel like there's going to be a heavy price tag, and uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel we should be looking elsewhere. I wouldn't be against it, but the obligation, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant on the obligation. Maybe if it was just a loan uh, with pos- with possibility of redemption, you know, okay. I'm fine with that. Um, as for Berna. I've said this about Conte, and I've said this about a lot of old ex-players. We got to stop going backwards. So no to Berna. Hard no. Uh, For me, Kolpani, loan with obligation, I'm fine with it. I have no problems with it. I prefer Samardzic. Um, Bernardeschi, uh, no, man. He can stay in Toronto, and Lucci can help him with his makeup. So, no. Uh, Omer. Um. Considering how Corpani played yesterday, I mean, where he played, then no, we don't need that position. He was playing out uh, outright in the attack. We don't need that position. As a midfielder, yeah, why not? But both him and Di Gregorio seems like players who will end up at Inter. I don't know why, but I think both of them will go to Inter. Um, and Berna, that's a hard no, man. He doesn't improve anything in this thing. Literally nothing. Uh, the screenshots for promos and stuff because he styled the makeup game in on point. Joey, your thoughts, Colpani, loan and obligation, and uh, Bernardeschi. Berna, hard, no. Pass. See you later. 
and Kopani. I I'm with you, Al. I prefer Samadzic, so I feel like we should be going after him, not Kopani. All right, all right. Now, Juve gets a pen against Napoli. Who steps up to take it? I already said mine, so we kind of talked about this before. It's Dushan not Dushan for, for me. That's all I say. Yeah, I, I think Danilo. I say Danilo. Wait a second. Is Meret in net? Because if Meret's in net, actually, I'd probably still look <laughs> But that's the guy to get your confidence. He's, he's in shambles right now. So, yes, actually. Yeah. If Meret's in net, get yourself back on the... Uh, no, three out of five. No, no, it's got to yeah, be something. No. <laughs> three out of five is terrible. So the next right guy now. that's best in training should take it. Yeah. I don't know who that is because I don't watch the training sessions. I'm going to ask Mirko and Romeo and be like, guys, who's the best at taking PKs when you're there? Like, who are the top guys outside of Dushan? So I'm going to ask them that because we got to know to make this answer. But I, honest question, and we know Lucas no. Would you allow Dushan to go again? Omar, you're probably going to say yes. I already said yes. Yeah. So I haven't Dushan. lost faith. I believe in him. There you go. There you go. Joe. Like If Meret's in net, I mean, guys in shambles right now. Why not have Dushan take it? That's the thing. Yep. But I do, like the Danilo, I do like the Danilo idea. I do like the Danilo idea. There you go. Danilo have missed one uh, in the Coppa Italia final in the Sarri season. That was <sighs> an awful penalty, actually. That was a, yeah, that was a terrible year. I can't year, say Kiesa season bad but that's the only kicks. Thing. So, like, I don't know. I got to find out There's from no Mirko. I got to find out from Mirko. The last time I spoke with yeah. Mirko, he gave us the the voice note on uh, Hans Nicolucci Caviglia being the best we have technically and ahead of the defense and everything like that in the midfield and uh i will say this i just i think he can be a lot more than what we've seen i just don't think he's comfortable yet but i actually i'm very happy with cavilia so far there's a lot to uh, see what happens gatti will probably smash that pk freaking through the net man and through the second row of the stadium man and He's going to drill that thing. He probably, if Meret got in front of it, he'd probably drive him into the net too. So why not? Why not? Guys, we got a big one coming up. Let's wait and see what these toilets do, okay, in their game. Napoli and Inter, all right. And uh, literally hosted in a toilet. Yeah, I'm going to ramp up the talk for the Chihuahuas, okay, because Napoli, I mean, they were talking dynasty for Christ's sake. You don't know dynasty. You want to talk about a dynasty? Jesus Christ, that's an insult to the biggest and baddest club in all of Italy that had nine straight. And you bet your ass I kept all the receipts, okay? Kept all the receipts. We got a big one coming up. We got through a rainy night in Monza. Thank you to Rabio and Gatti, as they say, fino alla fine. But uh, yeah, I'm going to fire up all the chihuahuas this week. You guys know where to be. Keep you in the loop on daily news updates and then a preview for the match. But... I don't know if I'll be doing a watch along because these Fridays, we got the next two more Fridays after this one with Monza. So we'll see what happens. You guys in the live chat, magic as always, please like the video, subscribe to the channel and make sure you tell your friends about the AJC. Okay, Luca, thank you. Thank you. Omar, always a pleasure. My friend and Joey Cappuccino, go enjoy some more tea in your Adidas Originals. All right, Lucci. <laughs> Lee Bernardeschi in Toronto.
okay? Keep them next to your side. You guys can go clubbing and uh, put that makeup on. All right, brother? Take care. Fino alla fine. Forza Juve. I hope these two teams batter each other, okay? Destroy each other. And then let's take care of Napoli. Will we remain in top? We'll see. But we're top for now. Salutate i capoliste, everybody. Fino alla fine. Ciao a tutti. Yeah.